Oh, welcome back to another episode of Into the Combine. I am your host, Stan the Man. Jason. And I am Shadi. Yeah, we got a good episode, but let's break it down first. That was uh, Bolt Thrower with the song Spearhead from the album The Fourth Crusade. Little uh, old school death metal type of breakdown. More just uh, slabs of fucking meat just thrown at your face. Just cannons blasting, you know. So I've been listening to a shit ton of Bolt Thrower this week. So I thought we might have to go with that one. No, 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 dude. That's old. No, I know. But it fits the year that we've been having. Oh, I thought you said that's this year. No, no. Fits this year. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. yeah, Yeah, dude. So break it down, Stan. All right. Uh, well, we are going to start it off with what we're listening to, as always. Um, Christmas came early this year, and we got a little promo for the Black Dahlia murder. <laughs> um, so Nightbringers, we're going to review that. And uh, actually, fun fact, we've been doing this shit for two years now. And yeah. exactly like two years ago, we uh, reviewed Abysmal by Black Dahlia, so I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, we weren't even going to do it in this episode, but shit, man, we got to keep a tradition. Yep. Two years today, you guys been listening to, to us talk. I don't know why, but hey. <laughs> if any of you have been there since day one, let us know. I don't know if anyone's been there since day one. That'd be yeah, very cool. Yeah, it is though. And then uh, we're gonna do a throwback review. I don't think we did one of those in a while. Um, we got uh, Chilling the Bottom, Follow the Reaper. So that's gonna be some good shit. And uh, then we got an um, interview with Mark Hudson from Dragon Force. Fuck yeah. Well, All boys, right, I want to hear what Shoddy's been listening to. All right. I see you got three on there, so I'm just curious, you know, what you've been going with. Yeah, so okay. First, uh, first on the list here. Well, to fucking Let's tease just play you, it. Let's uh, just play well, it first. okay, just play it first. But two and three are from the same band. But yeah, go ahead and fucking play it first. You said the gun was mine. Is it cool? That's no, not like my question. Oh. Oh. Dude, I'm gonna Dude, this kill. This is a metal show. You can't I'm play gonna, Taylor Swift. I'm gonna kill people. Dude, that's not Wait. what I put in the box. Stan, what <laughs> is Wait, he doing? On. 
No, that was that was from directly from. Uh, dude, yeah, you can't go back. Listen, you put a clip up there. You have to play it, dude. You can't go back on it just because you feel you know stupid now. Dude, I Actually, was just forced gonna, to listen to more of that song than I have wanted to. So I, I, I I'm thank gonna be you honest for with that. you guys. I had never heard this yet, and I was just dancing pretty hard. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I'm losing respect for you as we speak. All right, it's at the one minute mark. You can play the real thing now. Oh. That's why you wanted me to go first, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm not putting my tracks in the fucking box until five minutes before from now on, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Last edited 549. You got nothing better to do? Nothing better to do? You could have rubbed one out or played with Georgie or fucking cleaned your room. Instead, you were doing that, mashing my tracks together. <laughs> nicer than the first option yeah uh, so that beautiful gem was off of august burns red's new album phantom anthem um which is releasing off of uh, fearless records on october the 6th so yeah that's a that's a little taste of that album um i have heard the whole thing it is great um better than the last yeah, so that's I guess that's what I wanted to talk about. I guess I didn't give the last, you know, record, I guess, a lot of time. I listened to it once or twice, and I, there was little things that I liked, but I didn't find myself going back to it. Um, with this album, after the first time, I just I wanted to keep listening to it again. But they just, I feel like they're doing a little bit more now. Um, I guess what's the way to put this? They... They didn't back off with the technicality, but you can tell they kind of backed off with, I guess, flaunting it. And I don't want to say that they did that before, but, you know, after, you know, you listen to them, it kind of just gets, I don't want to say mundane because I don't want to offend them or anybody who likes them. But there's only, you know, so much, I guess, Mm -hmm. that I can listen to before it starts, you know, the albums start blending into one another. This album, they kind of go in a different direction, so... There's just some different shit that they do that I guess I haven't heard, I guess, either in a while or just at all from them. So I really liked it. I urge people to go and listen to it because it's a good album. 
I, I was the same with you, man. I didn't go back to that last album at all. But um, when I did hear that, it was kind of cool. It was kind of reminded me of that one album before, or you know, that Rescue and Restore one where they were kind of going more like, I don't know, they were stretching their wings a little bit then too, and like, or spreading their wings or whatever. And uh, it was kind of cool. It just it wasn't as traditional August Burns Red. I don't know if I would. It didn't make me necessarily want to go buy it or anything like that, but I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a pretty good track. Have you listened to it yet, Stan, or no? I have not, no. I was digging what I was hearing, though. Well, if you had to pick that or that T-Swift song you heard, which would you go with? Oh, T-Swift. I mean, I was dancing that. I yeah. wasn't dancing to August Burns Red. I was yeah, just yeah, bobbing yeah. my head a little bit. For yeah. any of you uh, right. well. listeners out there, we're currently auditioning for two new co-hosts <laughs> for the show. Not one, Hey, we're not, not the one. ones that played it, dude. Two. Two new co-hosts. We're not the ones that picked it. Stan, what are you oh, listening darn. to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, my two bands. I got two bands I want to talk about today. Really, there's nothing special about either two of them. They're just really fucking fun albums. So I'm just going to play the first one. This is called the band's called the Drip. Um, oh, dude, I've played them before. Oh, have you? Oh well. Okay, don't take the spotlight. <laughs> shut, shut up. Let him talk. <laughs> I was gonna, I was trying to figure it out because it sounded so familiar, but I couldn't think of it. Yeah, it's, the band's called the Drip. Um, the CD is called The Haunting Fear of Inevitability. Inevitability. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Um, and the song is called Blackest Evocation, the verse track. It's just a fucking yeah. really good grindcore album, but it's like it really is. When, when did this groove. release? Uh, I believe uh, it was early this year. This year, yeah, it was like in the winter or something. Yeah, or spring, maybe February, March, somewhere around there. Yeah, I played the song. It was called "Painted Ram." It's okay. the one where it, it like ends on like kind of like a mo- really melodic kind of like riff and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, dude, it was just like a fun, well-made just CD. Fun album. Drifts are fucking awesome. It's just a groovy like. It's a fun. Just the riffs are fucking great. Yeah, nothing like over the top nude, but they just everything's just done really well, and it's yeah, yeah, dude, exactly. Yeah, that's what that's what really stood out to me was the groove. I found myself bouncing mm-hmm. as I was listening and to they, that. They throw and that's like, what I really enjoyed. There's a lot of like they got a lot of heavy death metal influence in their grind and heavy hardcore influence. So it's just grooves 
all yeah. around. Different kind of grooves. Yeah, I would agree with that. All, all right, right, well, uh, Jason, I guess what do you have? Yeah, yeah. Um, right, that's nice. We don't care. Stan, what's your next <laughs> album? <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. I've got three. This first one was actually brought to my attention by our good friend and listener, uh, August Furman. And, uh, yeah, band, August. It, yeah, yeah. He's always got some good shit, man. And, and this one is a typical August band because he's a lot in, more into that, you know, sludge and doom sludge. arena. <laughs> but, but what, uh, what I like about this, uh, first of all, the name is called Glacial Tomb. Um, and the way he described it was this mix of like black metal, sludgy doom, and like death metal. And it, and it is, dude, it's just like a melting pot. And um, that's what I liked about it. Like when we hit play in this first track, you'll hear like all three in one. And I was just like immediately hooked on it. It's only an EP, but um, it actually features members from, uh, it's got Ben Hutchinson, who's in Chemist. And then it's got someone who's like an ex-member of Abigail Williams and then someone else. So I guess that's where you get that mix. You know what I mean? Anyways, there's three different dudes and they're all in other bands. So they kind of like, I think they just took all those different you know, uh, whatever influences and what they're into and mix it together. And this is what you get. So go ahead and, and play that clip. Wait a minute. Is that is that tone I'm hearing? Is that guitars or is that bass? I don't know, dude. I think it's both. I I, I think it's that some of that chemist tone in there. Yeah, that just that tone like it was very uh, what do you call it? like stood out. The fuzzy kind of yeah low usually, end. Usually I don't like that stuff, but um, I'm more of a crunch guy. But that was pretty good. Yeah, that song was called Black Hole White Teeth. I didn't say that. And again, Glacial Tomb. And the EP's called Cognitive Erosion, but uh, I don't know. I just thought it was super fresh, you know, just like combining all those different styles into one track even, you know, and like it just, 
I just love how it goes into that heavy, just chug, you know, more of that like sludge section at the end. It starts with those like black metal riffs in the beginning. And I don't know, man, it's just another Denver band. There's so much good shit coming out of Denver these days. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. I found myself confused. And I guess that's the reason why I liked it. Because like you said, there's, there's so much shit going on there. Like, you know, it started one way and then it ends with that chugging. So I want to listen to more, I guess. I liked it though. Is there no like doomy singing? No, no, that's the, that's the style you get right there. Oh, well, I could do it. I can work with that. See, and yeah, yeah, and I guess that's why it was a little bit more accessible to me was because it wasn't. Yeah, I guess that it's that it's well. not and it's not it's just the sum of the parts. You know what I mean? There's not it's not one thing at all. It, There's yeah. definitely a lot of doom el- sludgy doomy elements throughout it, but it just mixes everything. You know, so that's why I really like it because I don't. I there's certain doom and sludge that I do really like, but. I don't like a lot of it just because it gets samey to me. Whereas this, it just felt really fresh. So I don't know. I like what they're doing. I hope I'm hoping they'll put something more out besides just a ZP. Yeah, no, I know that's that, how you know, I chemist is a pretty big band now. And, but I'm sure they'll do more cause it's pretty badass. I agree, dude. I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm looking forward to listening to the rest of it. Yeah. What else do you have? All right. Better not uh, be like Katy Perry or something. Yeah, dude. No, this this track this track has not been modified since I last put it in the fucking box (laughs) since noon. So we can go ahead and play it, and then I'll go ahead and discuss it. Sounds, oh, very... sounds familiar. What is this? All right, well, boys, um, that was uh, it's an older one, but that was he who spawned the Furies off of um Trivium's album Shogun, um, that released back in two thousand eight on uh, Roadrunner Records. Oh damn. Okay. Um, so the reason why I guess I dove back into that is let's go ahead and play my next track now, real quick. Uh, number three. This guy's getting greedy. I saw the staring back at me. I knew I'd never have a chance to bleed Guilty but in the sight of fallen men They bury you before you speak guessing man that's going to be a new trivium song <laughs> yeah so i was ding, driving ding, ding. in the i was driving in the car the other day and uh xm previewed um their new song off of their new album so that was the sin and the sentence and their new album which is releasing also on roadrunner records october the 20th is also titled the sin and the sentence so um yeah that was the reason why i dove back and started listening to shogun I listened to Embers again. Um, See, I like the I like like the first two. 
Yeah, yeah, same with me. Yeah, so I mean, I remember Embers um, a lot, and then I really didn't listen to him much after that. And then I remember listening to Shogun again, and that's the reason why I picked that one up. And now I've been slowly diving through. That's the thing is, it's not a bad discography at all. It's just kind of the same thing. You know, they're solid. They don't really, you know, I just don't hear, I guess, that much reinvention, I guess, from album to album. So that's mm-hmm. why I guess I could understand how some people would maybe get burnt out you know, I guess listening to them, but yeah. I guess that's why I'm really looking forward to this new album. Uh, I know uh, Matt was talking about how uh, it's kind of like a culmination of all their albums together. So there's going to be some heavier shit. There's going to be some lighter shit. Didn't they go like all cleans in the last one or something? Well, they, I so remember they, people bitching cause it was like too, you know, well, well, so they, they went, you know, a majority of cleans in the last one, but that's because Matt, you know, blew his voice or his, mm. you know, his throat out uh, singing. So he really he couldn't like, scream. Yeah. Go ahead, Stan. Oh, I think he, I read that he was like improperly screaming for all those years. Oh. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he was like not, you know, screaming the right way. And I forgot what festival it was at, but yeah, he blew his voice out on stage. So he since has... Um, I want to say he's been with a, a vocal, you know, trainer for about two years now, um, and uh, said that he can recreate, you know, the screaming, but it's it feels more natural than when he's talking. So he's he says it still sounds the same, but he's using a completely different technique now. Hmm. So yeah, That's I cool, do huh? remember it was lighter. Yeah, people were pissed off because there was more singing. I, I can't wait for it. So I wish Roadrunner would stop being fucking dicks. And give us <laughs> promo shit. So if anybody at Roadrunner is listening, well, if you're listening, A, I'm sorry for calling you a dick. <laughs> B, B, you are a dick, though. And C, again, I'm sorry. We just want promos. So good label with some good yeah. shit. So yeah. hook I'll it check up. It out. I don't know. I, I, like Stan said, I remember liking the first two. Like I think Ascension, there was something before that where it was like pretty metal still. And then... I guess I don't know. I guess I never really listened after that. I think I remember maybe just not really liking it, but I gotta be honest, I don't know the last time I really listened to any, so Stan? Um, I'm just gonna play it. Like I said earlier, nothing special but fucking awesome. Okay. Probably another one he ripped off me. Good boy! 
Another good old 2017 death metal release. <laughs> what do we have? Uh, that band is called Cut Up. Um, okay, I've, I've heard about this band, but I haven't listened yet. The CD I is liked what I heard. Wherever They May Rot, and it's a title track. Dude, yeah, that's okay. fucking brutal. Yeah, Dude, and it's heavy. actually, it's Sweden. They're from Sweden. I was, okay. I was, you know, finding my sources, and I seen this cut up, and I was like, oh, it's probably a New York hardcore band. Like, that's what it sounds like, and now <laughs> right, it'll be yeah. Swedish death metal, you know? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have it's expected a, that, actually. I wouldn't have guessed it's that. A, it's just a fun, just good death metal album. Like I said, nothing special. Just the riffs are awesome and good and good Chunky, listen. chunky and heavy. Yeah. Good vocals. Mm-hmm. They remind me of someone. I'm not... You know, don't quote me on it, but I believe there are like a bunch of people around that scene. Like, I don't know really much about the modern Swedish death metal scene, but a lot of people, like, it's almost like a super group-ish kind of, or like past okay. members of certain bands. Um, I wouldn't know any of them, no. Right, right, right. Worth looking into maybe, though. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, we've said it multiple times already. This is going to be the fucking, or it already is, but I feel like our end of the year lists are just going to be fucking two-thirds death metal albums. Dude, I'll tell you what. probably going to be 90%. The, like, picking the best death metal album of the year is going to be fucked. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's so many contenders. Yeah. And so many we haven't even and played haven't, on the show, you know what I mean? Yeah, the shit that we haven't played, the stuff that hasn't even come out yet either is the... The fucking oh, yeah. major monkey wrench. Yeah. Anyways, all right. I'm going to go quick because I got two more still. This next one is uh, a little fucked up, to be honest. came out l- not last year. 2015, I think, actually. The band is called Batushka. And uh, the album is called... God, I don't even... I'm going to try this. Liturgia? Some kind of a liturgy, you know, type of religious type of a, a, a name there. But um, so it's uh, it's another black metal band that I'm bringing in here. Uh, I was kind of heavy in the black metal for a few weeks there, going to that show, black metal show, a little while ago, and I was just in that zone. So, But these guys, I, the reason I want to bring them in, I know you guys aren't the biggest fans of that, but this one is different. I guess it's kind of like if Ghost were black metal and were, like, were more serious because they kind of mix this like weird, creepy church service stuff with like black metal and then with a bit of like chunky guitars and stuff. So it's a little different. So anyways... You'll get what I'm saying when, when you hear it. So go ahead and play it and then we can see what you guys think.
cool. Being the little kind of, Catholic Catholic boy that I grew up, and it's cool. <laughs> you hear the church influences. Kind of weird, right? Dude, I was I digging it. I didn't find it weird. I just thought it was actually pretty neat. Yeah. They meld the thing, the two together really well. And I mean, it's like you have those orthodox vocals, you know what I mean? Those clean, uh, deep choir type vocals mixed with those black metal vocals. But it never comes off sounding just like a shtick or something. Or you know what I mean? Like it, it's very natural. And uh, it's throughout the whole album like that, but you know it comes in and out and everything. But uh, I just I just thought it was so different. I mean, some of you might have heard it since it's been out for a little bit now. They only have the one album, um, but it's cool. They they, have, they play like seven string guitars, which is kind of weird for a black metal band. Well, that's um, what I was gonna ask. Is it sounded like there was some for being black metal? It sounded like there was more going on there. It wasn't mm-hmm. not. I don't want to call black metal one note, but it was. A little more on the technical side of things, just yeah, in terms do, of the, the sound that different. I was hearing. Okay. Yeah, if you hear, listen to different tracks, they do some cool stuff that you wouldn't normally hear. And I, I like that. Like it's, uh, it's just something you wouldn't hear every day. <clears throat> but uh, I don't know, man. It just reminded me of something like, dude, like the fucking ending of like the Omen or something. Just like this crazy, weird, evil, you know, church service. And I guess live, they 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 act like it's a church service. Like it's very. They're dressed up, you know. It's creepy, and it's uh, they take it pretty serious. So, um, I don't know. I heard they what? might. It's only like a one That's album kind of shit. thing. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, really? It's a one-off. That's it. Possibly. That's what somebody was saying online. I don't know if that's true, but because they're from other bands, um, and no one knows who they. Well, somebody uh, probably knows who they are, but they they don't tell anybody who they are. You know. Oh, so they're like kind of pulling the ghost shit. Right, right. But just you know. Wait, hold on. Maybe it is ghost. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> no, it's not. They people know who it is, but it's just you know, it's not out there, I guess. But uh, all right, I got one more, and I don't even. You guys probably won't even like this one, so I'm just gonna be quick with it. It's more for the listeners. Um, this band is called Horrified. The album is Allure of the Fallen, and uh, they're from UK. And I guess uh, they're pretty much just like a a death doom type band. You know, I guess you know we talk about horrendous quite a bit. This death metal band. Um, I, don't know, I guess they're not that well known, but um, amazing death metal band from uh, had a few, a few albums from a few years ago, and this band just reminded me a lot of them. It's produced by the horrendous, uh, forget which member it is that does the production stuff. So it's got a similar natural sound. I mean, you could, if you didn't know better, you could tell some of this was this came out back in the you know I don't know the '90s, you know, old school death metal type sound. But uh, I don't know, something about it drew me in. I guess a lot of it was the production and then that, and then the vocals kind of had this cool Martin Van Juen sound. So yeah, just go ahead and play it. I don't think you guys will like it, but maybe, who knows.
yeah, you could definitely tell that that the, the horrendous was involved in that. I mean, I think the same presets are on their uh, last album for the vocals, but right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I first thought I had was, and then, but it's much slower, you know. Well, yeah, I'm not saying it's a copy off of them, but I mean, the, right. the vocals sound exactly like horrendous. Exactly, yeah. And it just, it's got that old pestilence, you know what I mean? Martin Van Junen kind of like, it just sounds a lot like him, that throat kind of, I, I don't know. I, I do, I really like that, you know, the vocals and stuff. And I just, it just sounds so good. It just, I really like that. And they just do really cool stuff. But I know you guys don't like the slower stuff. So that's why I didn't know if you guys would really be into it, but. Dude, I was digging how, how it started, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I didn't mind the vocals either, but I mean, it was... I didn't hate it by any means, no? Okay. I, it just sounds really natural to me. Like, I, I, anything that dude's been producing, I just... I, I'm pretty into, so... But anyways, let's keep going. We got some more shit to go into, so uh, I think that's... You guys don't have anything else, right? No, nope. sir. Okay. Well... All right. We are going to go into Black Dahlia, Nightbringers. guys come prepared to uh, rank this i'm not ranking it compared to the other ones but i'll rate it i'll go so well, that's what out. i'm saying right yeah not- i mean it's impossible for black dahlia to put out an album that's below a nine <laughs> yeah, um, no. so i'm just gonna give it a solid nine i mean <laughs> it's just because we we literally what got it in the last week i kind of yeah. just threw it out there that this is a two-year anniversary so, so we should talk about it so i didn't get a lot into it yet but it's fucking good I mean, it's black dahlia I'm with you. I'm also going to give it a solid fucking nine. Uh, real quick, how would you guys compare it to the last album? Whoa, bro. Come on, number. <sighs> okay, I would, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to say it's, it's a solid nine. I, I completely agree. Okay. Wow. Nines across the board. Uh, dude, I mean, it's... Fuck, I mean... <laughs> I mean... I just feel... I feel like they're a little bit more comfortable here. And, you know, comparing it yeah. to Abysmal, it just... It seems like people are... Not that Abysmal was bad by any means. I just didn't... I listened to it a little bit, but I guess I didn't go back to it ever. So, where I'm why. Where I'm at right now, I'm like an Abysmal more, but that just because I've really? been living with it for two years and I've only mm-hmm. had this three days. So, it's hard for me to say. This is a fucking good album. Don't get me wrong. But I, really I know what like you mean, Abysmal. Stan. I know what you mean, dude, because like Abysmal was the same thing. It took a minute. Like any Most Black Dahlia albums, like... The way they write their songs, they always have the catchy shit, but it's the it's the kind of albums you have to listen to a few times because it's not like beating you over the head with catchiness and melody, you know? Yeah. It's stuff just, that like sinks into you. And like this one, the first like three listens, I was like, okay, this is good, but I don't know, maybe not as good as Abysmal. But now I'm going to disagree with Stan and say, I do think it is actually probably better than Abysmal. I think it's a, a slight step ahead of it. See, yeah, that's, I mean, I just felt that like, so nothing against Abysmal, it was just... 
they didn't have that like catchiness that I'm used to Black Dahlia having. So it's like the catchy melody, but yet it's brutal as fuck at the same time. And I just felt like when I listened to Abysmal, it was just kind of flat. With Nightbringers, it's just, I don't, like you said, Jason, I feel like they just, they took it the next step up. They started utilizing, you know, some of the new talent that they had in the songwriting, maybe. I have no idea. I'm mm-hmm. just throwing that out there. But it just sounds, it still sounds like Black Dahlia, but you have, I mean, even Trevor sounds a little different sometimes, you know, like in yeah. some of the songs, like he's maybe doing a little bit vocally. So I just feel like it's still Black Dahlia, but we're just, we're stepping it up a little bit and it's nice to hear that. I'm glad you brought that up because I will say that I think this is Trevor's best performance. This, yeah, mm-hmm. I think he's just fucking brilliant the whole way through. Dude, I mean, his, like number, his, number two. Mm-hmm. Though how fast he's singing is just ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what like, I was going to say. His uh, some of his vocal patterns, like he has some of those like uh, shotgun like lyrics, like uh, in in Matriarch, where he's like you know really spitting shit out fast, but it's still coming through. And that like I just I really liked it. It was he's doing some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. And I believe Stan, you're talking about of God and Serpent, of yes. Spectre yeah. and yeah. Snake, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he's always been. We know he's always been fast, but that was just like he brought it to a new level. I feel like in this album, not just that song. Like, yeah, I, it took I me off by surprise. I was like, "Whoa, I've never heard him do that much before." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You brought up a good point, though, Shotty, about like the new talent with um, Brandon Ellis from. We mentioned it before. From our, he came from Arsis. He's in the band now. You know, it's been for a little bit now, but the first time he's written with them, written with them. And I don't know all the songs that he wrote or contributed to. I know he does. You know, all the solos and the leads and shit, but. I know he did write Matriarch, and I know, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure he wrote As Good As Dead. And I feel like, listen, once you guys get the chance, I know you, you guys have heard Matriarch by now. I don't know if they'll, maybe they'll release a new song be, by the time we drop this episode, but um, As Good As Dead was another one where I listened to it. I'm like, this, there's no way this was written. Brandon had to write it. It was just such, it's so different sounding. You hear these, uh, he does this like bit more thrashy slash hard rock kind of yeah i don't know there's like there's like there's like a riff in matriarch it's like after like later the second half of the song where you can hear it and it's just like this more of like a thrashy style just fucking cool riff again and it's good as dead there's like a cool intro and and the chorus and everything i don't know do you just tell it's a different style but it still fits with black dahlia for some reason you know what i mean yep Mm -hmm. yeah i I get exactly what you're saying it's it's like that there's something when i was listening to it there was something that was new something that was fresh but at the same time it was still fucking bdm so Mm -hmm. yeah that's the same yeah that's the same did you guys notice that on those two songs like it being like a totally like a definitely different vibe yeah, well, I noticed it on those two, but I also noticed it on like uh, Kings of the Night World had like a oh, little yeah, bit yeah, of, yeah. A, of of a different vibe because I felt like it got a little bit. I don't know. It was 
it was still brutal, but there was like a little part in there where it got a little too mellow for a Black Dahlia, but it fits so well. You it's know what really I'm saying? catchy. Yeah, it's that's real actually, catchy. That's actually like my favorite song off the album. Kings of the Night. Oh, it's got to yeah, be that's, the third single. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would. Well, I, I guess I would hope at this point there would be no more singles. They're just gonna. I mean, it's release time. I know they're doing a third, and I'm, I'm putting oh, my money are? on okay. this song because because it's so catchy. The chorus yeah. and it's a really fucking good song. Yeah, and then fucking we get so we got Catacomb, Hecatomb was mm-hmm. another one that I have down here on my notes. Is that's more that that kind of was more old BDM to yep. me. This is 100%. how that sounded. Jars is another old BDM sounding song that I had on here that I really enjoyed. But yeah, I mean, See, I kind of thought like I don't know if you guys got this. I thought the the last half of the album was really strong. Like the first, I was just yeah. about to say that. The first, I completely agree. The first half, I kind of had like the old. Okay, this is just another BDM kind mm-hmm. of album, and but then it like halfway through, it starts to like, okay, wait, they're just switching shit up, and like this is cool, it fits. It's like, I thought the last half was just amazing. That well, that's that's. I was gonna. I wrote down the same thing. Like, I don't want to make it sound like the second half is necessarily better than the first half. It's just the way they they um, arranged the the songs, the track list is really fucking cool because it, it is like the first half is kind of like a little more in there what they normally would do. And in the second half, you get so many like surprises and different mm-hmm. shit. Like you said, like the catchy one, the catacomb one shoddy and like yeah. the one that's as good as dead. It's just, it, it's a lot of like changes. So by the time you get to the second half, maybe normally you'd be ready to turn off a lot of albums because you've already got what you wanted. You're definitely not going to turn this album off because it saves like all those cool surprises for the end. Yep. So I'm going to be honest with you guys. I probably listened to this around, you know, maybe 20 to 25 times. Yeah. Uh, no, probably more than that. Me so too. I worked the weekend and I just had it on fucking loop. So, but when I had, the, you know, like when I was sitting down today, uh, you know, to just listen to it again because I just wanted a refresher, I just started at Jars. And then, well, okay, so I would go Matriarch, and then I would just start at Jars. I still don't really like Nightbringers. I'm going to be honest. See, I like I just think it. It's, dude, it's just, it's a little, it's just too slow still. Like, in the, in the course of the album, it fits perfectly, mm-hmm. and it sounds awesome. I just, I'm not going to go, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's always one Black Dahlia song that I don't really like the most, mm-hmm. but I'll still listen to it, and that's this one. I don't mind it. Sam, what'd you when say? You like it, it or you don't? I do. He likes oh, yeah. it. I think it's, it's going to be awesome live. It's going to be, I'll, I'll love it live. I don't think it's, it's just the highlight, slow. but yeah, it's definitely a highlight. It's just, yeah, more, it's, I think it's a perfectly written song. Like I, I've heard it so many just, times now and I'm not sick of it. It's super it's catchy, too, but also it's just heavy. It's too slow. That's my only issue. Mm. If it was like a little bit faster, it'd probably be fucking awesome. And like, I'll do it. I'll try that. Like I'll speed it up just to see, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I disagree like, though, dude. I just think it's a good uh, kind of break, but yet without going it's not like it's super slow it's just i mean i can hum it in my head right now it's just it's such an earworm oh, yeah. like, that's why I, no, I think it's great i songwriting. agree and that's like and like i said though in the scope of the album it's perfect mm-hmm. but i guess that's just and that's why i don't like the fucking singles i hate singles because <laughs> i said i didn't like that song well, don't and you guys listen, were like you're bro. an idiot well that's exactly that's why i don't listen to them anymore dude man th- <laughs> what the fuck is this shit today dog <laughs> This gang up Wait, on I fucking br- the Atlanta boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you left. It's your fault. It's your fault, dude. Again, I'm throwing it out there, listeners. Not one, but two available chairs for co-hosts. <laughs> two. Listen, listen. I want to bring up, uh, yes. starting with Nightbringers. I don't know if Black Deli has done this before. I have to go back and listen now. I'm just having, maybe on Everblack or something, they might have done it. But the amount of gang vocals on this album. Have they done that before? 
They have, but I don't think it's been like this much. You know, like it comes in on Nightbringers. Yeah. You get some gang vocals there. crazy on jars like half the like chorus parts have those gang vocals in it and there's at least one other song where they're throwing in some gang vocals and uh i thought it was pretty cool it's not it's you know they're kind of injecting that hardcore kind of thing in there you know you don't usually hear that like on a death metal cd i think especially on jars it like gets gives it like a shit ton of energy yeah i well i mean now that you say something about it like i'm starting like i can think of the part in jars that you're talking about exactly Mm -hmm. and like i didn't realized i guess that it was happening until you said something yeah you know what i'm saying like you i didn't it didn't stick out enough like yeah i was like oh this is awesome but i guess it didn't i just thought i did i I thought it was a little different i mean they probably have thrown it in there but they they just seem to like really use that a lot in this album and it it kind of gave it i always think that gives a little more energy you know what i mean gives it kind of a live feel and and it's cool i think it'll be a cool live song and speaking of jars like the fucking lyrics in that, I kept listening to it, being like, "What is he singing about? Like jars? Like what is this about? Like yeah, what is in the jars? Yeah, like the, I, the starting I, I, lyrics. I look at any of the lyrics. It's so intriguing, yet. and we don't have a lyric book yet or anything. So I tweeted to Trevor, and I asked him what the hell that song is about, and he did reply, and he he said, "A cannibal who pickles the dead and has gone crazy from lightless months in Alaska. He gets off when he eats them again and again." <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, dude! I knew it was something oh. about pickling humans or something. Dude. I knew it. What a fucking! That's so awesome. <laughs> He's such that's, a good lyricist, man. He he really is. That's the one thing that I guess we don't pay enough credit to is when you go back and you know you look at the lyrics and then you pair them with the riffs and mm-hmm. how the song structure is. It's just, I mean, we do say it enough. It they are. It's one of the only band. bands really, I really do it for. Yeah. Well. No, that you, know, you do I don't, li- I don't read a lot of lyrics. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I don't read, yeah. Yeah, I don't read a lot of lyrics, but like for Trevor, dude, and it, I love his lyrics, man. I always read them, so I can't wait to get, actually get a physical one and, and get the lyrics and everything. Dude, so. and that's the thing, too, is it's not like it's like bullshit lyrics. Like, I chopped him up, I put him... Like, he writes <laughs> no. like... I mean, he's putting books in his fucking yeah. songs. Mat- yeah, it's Matriarch, good, dude, he said, is about uh, a jealous woman who can't have kids who is stalking another woman who's pregnant to cut the baby out of her. Uh, <laughs> the last song, he wrote a tra- like a traditional death metal, like necrophiliac-like type song, except he said he goes further than just wanting to like F the dead. This guy is like a funeral worker who loves when he's alone, cause, but he doesn't just, he likes to like spoon the dead, like really love the dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. So yeah, dude, buy it. Read the lyrics along with it. It's a great album. And uh, yeah, dude. Hopefully, uh, I don't know, they might be streaming it early, so maybe you guys will hear it by the time this comes out, but 
It's only nine songs. I mean, dude, you can blast through this thing twice before, you oh, know, yeah. in a row it's, and not even get sick of it. It's such an easy listen, too. I mean. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, uh, dive next, in. Stan? Oh, I, I forgot. Uh, Children of Bodom. Yes, sir. Throwback review of Follow the Reaper 2001. I just gotta say it right now. I would not be sitting here right now if it wasn't for this album. Yeah, I com- good point. I completely agree with you. I mean, it's kind There's... of fitting that uh, we talked about uh, Children of Bodom, Black Dahlia, and Trivium because those were like the three bands that like I remember listening to when we first started listening to metal. I remember it going from like fucking Blink One Eighty Two to <laughs> CKY to fucking Children of Bodom. See, I had a little bit of a punk stage. You know, yeah. I was well, getting yeah. into punk, but... Well, yeah, but there's, not like, more, AFI like, and not, stuff, but, I mean, I... Yeah, exactly. I just remember but fucking like this, Follow the Reaper, like, uh, fucking... Oh, this... That, it, dude, I know, I man. can honestly say 100%, this CD changed my life. <laughs> we were so blown away, dude, as kids, like, those riffs and all those fucking melodies and not knowing... Then realizing, like, the keys versus the guitars and all that shit, like, we didn't yep, know what yep. was going on. Oh, dude, no, no fucking idea at the time. Like I remember, and, f- like like realizing that it was a keyboard and it wasn't guitar the whole time, and then yeah. I was like, "Holy fucking shit, <laughs> <laughs> dude!" And like, the cool thing was, which will never happen again, is like we just had uh, some fucking burned CD, and like the first half was some other band, and the second half was this, and we didn't even know what it was for a while. We just thought it was fucking awesome. Then we had to like dig through and figure out Children of Bodom, and then check out the rest of their shit. And, and you know, man, a lot of people give Children of Bodom shit, and. It, I don't understand. I feel like, I mean, I get it for like their later material and stuff. They've kind of changed and stuff. But if you tell me you can listen, you listen to Follow the Reaper and you do not have fun with it, then you don't like fun. You know what I mean? Like it's such a fun <laughs> album, dude. Uh, yep. Like uh, 
that was like i was like re- i was like writing down some notes and shit and listening through this and like i haven't honestly i haven't listened to this album in a long time like whenever i listen to cob i usually just like um i'll pick hey, out like death roll or okay yeah yeah i'll hit like the top certain ones and shuffle them or whatever you know what i mean or i'll, I'll pick songs or make a playlist you know and and then I mean, a lot of them are songs from this, but the last time I've sat down and actually listened full through, it's been a long time. And I was just so blown away. I was having so much fun with it. And that's the biggest thing I thought of was like fun and just like energy were my like takeaway, like overall things for it. Like it, they don't take themselves too serious. You know what I mean? The fucking song titles and all that stuff shows, you know, they don't, they're not trying to be some super evil, brutal band. They're having fun. It's kind of like, I don't know, they're the melodic death metal, but it's not in the Gothenburg sense. It's much in more of like a, they're from it's Finland, like there's but a, it's an American well, touch there's on a, it. There's like a heavy power metal influence, yeah. and there's yeah, also okay, like yeah. a heavy symphonic metal influence behind it. So, I mean, and I would also add, like, there are black metal-ish, you know, influences there, too. So, like, yeah, there... I mean, vocals, for sure. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's where the black metal, I guess, is. You're exactly right. It's in Alexi's vocals. Because, I mean, the rest of the band really doesn't have it that much. I mean, it's just... If I... Ha- me, personally, if I... It, it'd be, like, I guess, melodic power metal is what yeah. children about him well this cd i guess especially this cd so mm-hmm. they just i like you can tell like i know from interviews and shit like alexi is like a fan of all the power metal shit he's also a big fan of like hair metal and you can hear that kind of stuff when you listen to this it's like oh, that of course yeah especially you know what i mean in it's the that, solos, like, not dude. taking itself too serious and it's that fun vibe mm-hmm. which you know what i mean and maybe because i used to like all that shit that's that's why i like a little more maybe if you don't like all that Maybe that's why some people don't like it, I guess. Well, but. see, I don't like it, and I love this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, take- I'm liking the hair stuff a little bit more now. But, like, yeah, I didn't I didn't grow up liking that, but I loved fucking Cobb. Yeah, I mean, you, t- you say what you want about hair metal, but it had that aggressive, the, the guitar talent. And mm-hmm. Alexi's one of the only people I can think of nowadays that actually kind of incorporates that and, like, actually has that shredding talent of that era. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of anyone else that. No, does it's almost it. like he he's he has those like like you say it's it's a shredding technical but it's a melodic solo and he almost sings through the instrument mm-hmm. so he carries on the vocal passage through his solos mm-hmm. it doesn't stop you know when the vocals stop it's almost like he's singing through the guitar so it's just oh, he's yeah. just and that guy can write oh yeah amazing riffs and licks and solos it's. That's what elevates the band, you know. I mean, it's that, and then you mix that with the keys, who's e- you know equally as talented. Mm, yep. The harmonies, uh, like I don't remember hearing, you know, with death metal especially. Like you can think of bands, you know, things like Ingve Malmsteen, where they had the keys and the solos and all that shit going over the top, and that's like kind of like take that, but then make it death metal. You yeah. know what I mean? And you'll get that here, like mixing the two like that. It's just over the top, dude. And I mean that, but it's fun that way. You know what I mean? And it just really complements both, you know, especially on this album. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You can hear it from the title track. Like, the solo in that where they just go back and forth is just, I mean... That's a good point. I never I never heard that, ever. Just Mm-mm. always keys have been like this, the synth in the background, make it all mm-hmm. sound pretty, you know. I never heard a lead keyboardist before. Yeah, and, and especially one that performs on a level that's par with Alexi. I mean, they're trading off solos, and they're going tit-for-tat back and forth. It's not like Alexi's shredding and sweeping, and then the keys come in, and he's playing quarter notes and fucking holding, you know, chords and shit. He's flying up and down the keyboard as well.
it's just the whole album dude it's just from start to finish like jason said it's a fun roller coaster but the only thing that i i want to disagree with what you said jason is about like them not taking themselves i guess seriously because mm-hmm. i feel like technically the album is still solid as fuck it's not like oh, yeah. you know any other assholes could just pick it up and start playing it they i don't play mean at high the, speed. i don't mean the music though I, okay or the yeah, like I, instrumentation I, of it like that's I, all yeah. taken seriously i just mean oh. like the song titles, the lyrics. I, mean, I like, get okay. it now. Yeah, the example. I, yeah, like hate me. I yeah, I get what you're saying. I completely get well, it. Well, the now. example that I wrote down too, though, with, with the fun vibe and just like, just the energetic, not taking stuff too seriously, and just like being over the top was number two. Uh, Bodom after midnight. Bodom after midnight, dude. The fucking chorus, like when he starts singing Bodom after midnight, and he's singing like yeah, yeah, and all that kind of shit, like all the Alexiisms that like he normally that he throws in there. Yeah, dude. It's like you know the what I fucking mean? like. It's almost like a group <laughs> vocal part. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's just super fun. And that's what I mean. Like, it's just. Up. <laughs> dude, it's so fucking good, man. <laughs> awesome like i don't know that to me is just it's fun and like uh it's a little over the top for sure but like that's what's cool about it you know what i mean and it, yeah, it's just yeah. it's no, the kind of album that like to me i don't know like i don't think you can make another album like that from them like i don't think they're ever gonna do that again they were like 20 years old when they wrote this and it sounds like fucking 20 year olds wrote i mean not talent wise but just like energy wise everything's fucking flying off the page shit like that where he's just throwing in yeah yeahs and fucking woes and all that kind of shit i mean everything the solos everything just sounds like it's about to go crazy and and fly off the handle but it doesn't like you know what i mean there's so much energy in every fucking track that's what when you listen to the newer stuff it just doesn't sound like that what about going back though what about like hate breeder and something wild I mean, I feel like, mm-hmm. it, well, especially Hate Breeder, that's on a level, you know, that's on the same yeah. level to me. I mean, there's, you still got that same musicality there. I feel you would like, you know, there's still the, the children aspect of it. But yeah, I get what you're saying. None of the newer stuff, but no. I still feel like, you know, the older albums that came out before are on that high level. Yeah, you're right about that. The first two definitely have the, all the energy, which, so here's my thought my thinking on it is the first two totally have the like energy and ambition mm-hmm. but it's almost like they threw too much at it and like um those are great albums i really like them but there's some fat to be trimmed i guess whereas like you get to this album and it's just like perfection yeah, yeah. there's nothing i would change everything to me is perfect and you know what i'm saying they like perfected what they were doing and amped it up a little bit but it still has every bit as much of energy and wild like playing and I mean, there's well, parts think, on it where, like, where there's some solos that maybe, they, like, some leads that sound familiar or sound like um, he's just fucking flying through notes. But to me, that's the example of him just, I feel like they're just fucking writing this album, playing it, recording it, and it's just, like, they're just going so nuts and everything's so intense that, like, you can be forgiven for a few spots that might be, like, similar or 
Do you know what I mean? Like you're fucking flying oh, through yeah, it, but it's so I, like no, I get it. I, I mean, they're just in the moment they, they probably went in the studio and then just fucking you know it was like we need a solo here, and I bet you mm-hmm. just fucking laid down whatever he had. Like he had a basic outline, but right. do I think that Alexi is the type of person that had every note of his solo ready before he went into the studio? No, he was probably fucking drunk as hell when he went in there. Right. Yeah, motherfuckers, I get it done, <laughs> and then that was done. Like he was like take one. He was drunk as shit. Probably spilt his beer all over the floor and had to end it early. But it was good enough. <laughs> Like that? No, I totally agree. That, but I, I yeah. yeah, I like that about it. You know what I mean? I think. Oh, no, I, I agree, man. Go ahead. You know, I also think uh, the this had Alex in it too, the first yeah. guitarist. And I think that's you know going mm. back on Hate Breeder and something wild. I think there's a there's a something special about those three albums. I know he was on Hate Crew too, but that one's got and a different. Which is also vibe. a good album, though. Yeah, it is. It's still, but it's where they start. That's where they start going in different mm-hmm. direction. But mm-hmm. I mean, then you see, "Are You Dead Yet?" That's a huge. Just I, I don't want to say, I don't know what he brought. Alex brought something to that band. I don't. I, I can't. Heard Alexi wrote everything though. Maybe he didn't do a lot, but I thought I think that old guitarist brought something to the table that you'll never be able to recreate without him. And maybe. And I just feel like this is a third album in with that original lineup. Maybe this this is why it was just a. I like Hate Breeder and I like Something Wild, mm-hmm. but this one just is on a different level and it's just, I don't know, it changed my life. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And I, cause I tried to, um, I don't listen to a lot of new children about them too often, but I went and listened to like the one that came out a few years back, two years ago, actually, that was like one of our first episodes too. But, um, but anyways, like listening to it, it, man, it just, it sounds so boring compared to this. Like it's oh, not yeah. a bad album by any means. But, dude, it just sounds like it was recorded on a computer in a room, like him sitting down and just playing it, you know, bored. I mean, I'm not saying that's the case. And some of, there's some good shit on it, but it's just because I listened to it right after this one. Oh, man, it's just night and day, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel the same way about you. I mean, like, I like the new stuff, but it just doesn't hold up to... Like, I can yeah. listen to it. They're good albums, but like, mm-hmm. there's a couple songs that I love. The whole album, or this, you know, this album, from start to finish... Right. It's yeah. I think it's a perfect album. I agree with oh, you. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. I'll put it on the albums of tens for sure. Yeah. I mean it's and just I, from start to finish. Going back to what you said earlier, I do when I do go to like back to listen to old children bottom, I do tend to just pick out their hits. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely like downfall. you know, downfall. Yeah. But this album I can't really do it. I kinda need to listen to this one all the way through. Yeah. You're right. The other ones I can pick out stuff. This one, not really. You're right. I agree. So yeah, if you haven't listened to this album, maybe you've never heard it. Maybe you haven't listened in a long time. Put it on when you're in a good mood and want to just fucking. It's basically have a good time. what got us us three into metal. I mean, yeah. it's a huge part of it. So it's a good gateway album for someone if they aren't into metal. Give this to them. You know, you could turn somebody on with it because it's all upbeat, a lot of major key. You know what I mean? It's just it's. I mean, like I, I remember evil. like driving around with my brother and my brother you gotta you gotta know him he's a farmer like he works on a farm and you know you put this album on and he's just like he's like playing air keys along with it or like you know yeah it's just he loves it too it's just it's a good gateway yeah for how brutal it is it's very accessible to you know Mm -hmm. anybody really yeah it is I, th- I thought it would be a good pairing because I know we were doing the Dragon Force interview and I was like, that's, what could you put with that? Yeah. That's, Another band that's over the top, yep. technically proficient. Good, you know what I mean? Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. And also two bands that are kind of get a lot of shit. So 
hey, whatever. Uh, yep. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we have for today. Just don't forget to check out the interview with uh, Mark Hudson from Dragon Force. It's a little shoddy pick, like the loudest room in the venue, I think, to do the interview. It's a little loud, but I cleaned it up okay, as so much real, as possible. <laughs> dude, we were sitting we, we were sitting right under like where the fucking air conditioner was blowing. Yeah. And it's just, you know, those old venues, they literally just have like these I huge, know. there's nowhere we could have went. You so, never know. You never know bad. what you're going to get. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It, it's still good. It's not long. So even if it's a little loud, it's like, it's not a long interview and it's, he's a cool dude. So yeah, yeah I like that. That's really, interview. really good shit for you guys. So yeah. Check that out, though, but uh, if not, just, you know, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, all the modern-day social media needs. Um, <laughs> yep, keep share, all the love coming. Share us with your friends. Maybe an iTunes review. We haven't gotten one of those in a little while, if you like what we do. Yeah, yeah keep the ideas coming, too. It's all good, and, yeah, we like hearing from you guys around the world, so if you got any of you out here want to just say hi, just hit us up. It means a lot, but this has uh, been another episode of Into the Combine. I am your host, Stan the Man. Jason? I'm Shadi, and you guys fucking stay safe and stay metal. How you doing today? Yeah, good, thanks, man. How are you? No, good, good. So uh, I'm uh, Shadi from Into the Combine. We do a little podcast, a little metal podcast. Um, I want to, first of all, thank you so much for sitting down and doing this with me. Uh, it's a great honor, man. Uh, we love Dragon Force. Oh, cool, my pleasure. Um, uh, so first question then, I guess, uh, how do you guys uh, keep pushing the musical envelope from album to album? Um, I think basically what we do is we, we try and, um, yeah, uh, evolve from what we've done last. So uh, always try and learn from what you've done and um, try and, yeah, we, we're always trying to push the boundaries and stuff. So if we've, I, I would say since The Power Within, every album has kind of like, you know, had some changes to it, had some different influences. And, mm -hmm. you know, we've pushed the speed up to like 240 BPM sometimes. And uh, 
you know, change vocal styles for some songs and had long solos and short songs, you know, just trying to mm-hmm. we keep it fresh, but at the same time, make sure that we don't repeat ourselves kind of thing. Yep, yep. Yeah. So I guess to play off of that a little bit with the musical styles that you were talking about, um, you guys went a little bit outside the box, like with the song War. Yep. Um, and then some of the slower songs, uh, like Silence. So I guess where did you get some of those influences from, I guess, to slow it down a little bit? Um, I mean, uh, Fred's, Fred's had a, the, the bass players had quite a lot of influence on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, so previous to The Power Within, Sam was writing basically everything. Mm-hmm. And then since I joined, Fred started writing some stuff and now he's writing basically 50% or more. Oh, so right. so um, on the latest album, yeah, I think War was, that was him and Sam working together, just trying to just have like a nice thrashy song that suddenly kind of goes power metal in the middle or whatever, you know. That's the same vibe we got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because, um, you know, like they're influenced by loads of bands. Like they, um, Fred likes a lot of extreme music and stuff and he likes to try and incorporate some of the things that he enjoys more than what we do into mm-hmm. our stuff. Okay. So, um, and yeah, Silence again, that was another one of Fred's songs. But we've, we've done ballads before, but they're normally kind of piano and, you know, that yeah, stuff. But no. this one's more of a kind of almost sounds like an acoustic song at first, you know, so, and, um, yeah, yeah. So I guess some of the differences with you then, um, the song, uh, uh, oh, The Edge of the World, uh, we get some death metal vocals from you. a first for you in you know your personal career and then I guess I guess what pushed you guys or you personally hmm. to do that well um, the thing is with with that song um, it actually called for a different kind of vocals in the middle because mm-hmm. the song tells a story and the middle is basically another character singing okay. so that was the whole point of that it's like we need to have someone who can do like that can be the destructive element of that song because it's all about like a sa- savior of the world kind of thing and in the middle something happens and it, it changes character. So, um, yeah, basically that that for me was the first time I've done it and I really enjoyed doing it actually. It's really fun to do that on stage. And um, yeah, originally I think they were gonna try and find someone else to do it. And then I said, ah, oh, let, me, let me try. And that's literally what ended up on the album, so. Well, I personally love it. Um, cool. Is there any, I guess, works for you guys to incorporate that a little bit more in the music later on, like in further songwriting? Is that something that I guess we're gonna come expect to hear in your guys's work I mean I think we're, we're obviously gonna stick we're a melodic metal band mm-hmm. so 90% of every album will definitely be melodic singing mm-hmm. but um, now that I've done it once I wouldn't be surprised if on the next album we're like oh let's just do a whole song like that or maybe have some more sections like that here and there or maybe even incorporate them into the backing vocals as well because we Fred used to do backing vocals kind of okay. black metal screams and stuff and then maybe I'll do that as well yeah yeah, yeah. well we'd love to hear that um, cool. so I guess so to, to lighten things up again uh, how do you guys uh, write or I guess keep writing some of the catchy choruses you know the stuff that we can all sing along to in the crowd uh, is it like a band process does it kind of revolve around your lyrics um, it's more of like I'd say the, the process is really um, that the vocal melody is written first Okay. Along with the chord progression. So um, basically, by, by the time I've heard the demos for the first time, they already have an approximate vocal line. You know, like that's, that's the catchiest chorus we can think of for this song. And that's come from Fred and Sam. So um, 
Yeah, normally the, the, the process really is that. It's like get the get the hooks in first. Mm -hmm. get, make sure that the main selling point of the song, apart from you know the guitar is actually, we're a guitar band, but yeah, yeah. but a lot of people that just pick up an album and listen to one song, you got to get sucked them in real quick by having something super catchy, and that's what Sam and Fred are really good at. So mm -hmm. they they tackle that first. Yeah, I'll be honest. On this album, you were what really really stood out to me. I mean, oh, yeah, cool. you, being you like you said, you guys being a guitar band, but I really really noticed the power in your voice oh, coming thanks. across on this album. So. I mean, awesome. the, the range that you had was amazing, so I really, really enjoyed it. Cool, thank um, you, man. Um, so I guess, what were, I guess, some of your, like, um, musical heroes, or I'm sorry, vocal heroes growing up? Is, you know, was there any, like, band that, you know, you tried to imitate, you know, early on in your career? Yeah, I mean, um, I really like um, the original Halloween singer, which is Michael Kisk. Okay. Um, he's really good. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm kind of influenced by all those singers that everyone's influenced by, like Iron Maiden and um, Skid Row and all the oh, stuff like that. Oh, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I've, I drew influences from a few maybe more obscure singers, ones that are not in the mainstream as okay. such. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just like, like melodic singing. So yeah. anywhere I hear it, whether it's a guy singing or a girl singing, whatever, mm -hmm. I just try and take what I can from listening to their, their vocal performance and how they use their voice. Okay, so I guess kind of a, a weird question then. What do you sing if you're in the shower? Like, I guess if, when a song comes to mind, I guess what is it? Yeah, um, I can't, I've, I've, been, <laughs> I've been singing Dragon Force for so two wrong. months now. I, I, that's always stuck in my head. Um, I, could, I could completely understand how that happens. Yeah, no, that, that's a question to ask when I've gone home for a while, because at the moment I just, yeah, no, I'm thinking about the set and I'm like, when I have a shower, I'm going to sing Fury of the Storm really yeah. quick. So, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Um, so I guess going to on stage, do you, uh, what songs I guess are, are more harder to sing than others? Or do you have, you know, a night where, I guess, not that you're not coming across as well, but you know, are there any songs that strain you vocally? Um, I would say that uh, it, it seems to change every night, which is a strange thing. But um, sometimes my voice is placed higher than usual, okay. um, so that means that a lot of a lot of the older stuff is really easy to sing, and the new stuff, which requires a bit more of a chest voice, is mm. harder to sing for some reason. But there's other days where I wake up and and uh, my voice just feels different again, and I'm like, okay, well, the chestier stuff is easier now, and the higher stuff is more difficult. So it it really depends on the day, but I would say that. Um, one of the most relentless songs is probably Three Hammers. hardest Dragon Force song to sing full stop I think and then maybe Fury of the Storm after that okay so, yeah okay uh, and then I guess just last question uh, we're gonna do like um, a guilty pleasure uh, song or I guess you know music that you like to listen to as like a listener segment for uh -huh. one of our future cast so I guess do you have any guilty pleasures Loads. so Loads? many okay. yeah, yeah, yeah just give us a couple of well, so m music that I this that guilty pleasure right yeah yeah you know like I guess not you know not in the world of metal I guess um all right basically 
if I br if I get drunk with my housemates, so uh -huh. I bring people back to my house after like going to the pub or whatever. Mm -hmm. We always put YouTube on, and it always ends up being really something really dumb, like um, Five. You know the band Five? I have not heard of them. I think it might be an English pop band, like boy band, but it's really catchy but really lame, oh. horrible. <laughs> that um, let me think. Ah, I like a lot of J-pop as well. Okay. But not. I don't like it like it. It's, it's, if no one's around, I might put it on for a bit. But yeah. just because it's really catchy and uh, yeah, um, actually the other stuff is in guilty pleasure. I just I like um, this band called Jupiter from Japan as well, like a Visual K band. Oh, I've not heard of them, but okay. So Visual K is like uh, it's, yeah, it's kind of like power metal stuff, but they all kind of dress really weirdly, oh, kind of cross dressing. Yeah, yeah. But it's really good music though. So. Yeah. Uh, Guys is a band from Japan that uh, yeah uh, yeah, okay. yeah they're friends of mine. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah really? yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah yeah. I, um, they had a couple albums. Uh, uh, what was it called? The, the last album that just came out. Uh, the Northern. Northern yeah. Uh, no. Something Northern Sanctuary. But yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. a great album. I'd love for them to come to the states. But oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I know them really well. Like um, Ryoji, the, the guitar player and singer, is like a good friend. So. Wow, that'd be. Yeah. Oh, I think didn't you guys play a, a show with them not too long ago? We played in Taiwan with them. Okay, um, I remember seeing like a dream lineup where it was like you and them, and then there was one other like you know power metal band that was gonna okay. you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember yeah. being like, I wish I could go there, but it wasn't stateside. So. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but they're cool guys, though. Yeah, I like the band. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's all I have, man. Cool, um, cool. And then, yeah, I really, really thank you.